Happy Monday and welcome to this week's live stream of Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I've got a question for you. Do you ever have those moments in your business, those seasons that just seem never ending and you're wondering, Lord, where are you? Where have you gone? Are you hearing me? And you're searching for contentment at every turn. Well, Recently, I had someone say to me, how do I find contentment in seasons of growth in my business? And that is exactly where we're going to go on the live stream today. Hey, my fellow high achieving sister in Christ, ever wonder if it's possible to be ambitious and let God lead at the same time? Does the hustle fuel your adrenaline, but you want to ditch the overachievement and pursue success with clarity, serenity, and fulfillment? If your outward success doesn't match your inner unrest and unfulfillment, then this podcast is for you. Welcome to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman. I'm Erin Harrigan, a Christian wife, emptiness mom, entrepreneur, and recovering overachiever who felt those same things. When I prayed for a better way to work, God responded, let me drive. And then he led me to help women like you through my speaking, coaching, and writing. My mission is teaching you that success doesn't require buying into the world's frantic definition of hustle or into the so-called anti-hustle movement. Instead, you can meet me right here in the middle to redefine hustle as you pursue success with God as your CEO. Each week, we'll spend a focused 15 minutes connecting biblical truth to business with practical application so you can tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus. Does that sound like what you need today? Great then buckle up and let's go. If this is your first time with us, I want to welcome you. We are getting ready to celebrate five years of the Redefining Hustle podcast. And this podcast is here to pour into high achieving female women, believers in Christ who have established businesses. And you know what? They've had great success, but their outward success is not congruent with their inward unrest. And it's because they tend to carry it all by themselves. And to me, that relates directly to what we're going to be talking today around contentment. So as you're here, I'd love to see your comments and, and hear how this is resonating with you. And if you're listening to this as the audio podcast, definitely send me a DM, share this with a friend, tag me on social so that we can continue to spread this message of what it means to actually redefine hustle and pursue success with the Lord. So here's the thing, friends. I want to start with a definition of contented and a definition of thrive. So contented is to be satisfied, a feeling of being comfortable or at peace with one's circumstances. It could be an ease of mind. It doesn't mean that everything around us is easy but we have an ease of mind in the work that we're doing. And to thrive is to grow and develop strongly, to, to grow and develop in a healthy or vigorous way. And thriving, while very often confused in new age circles around abundance and prosperity, thriving is really what's happening in our lives alongside of specific conditions or situations 
or environment. So if you think about planting a seed, before it begins to take root, it's in darkness. It's under the ground. That doesn't mean that it's not thriving. That is all part of its growth. And the same is true in your business. But here's the thing, friends, is that I believe that we very often see contentment in two ways. One, that we have to be exuberantly so excited even when things are not going the way that we want. Or two, that if we are content where things are, then we're not satisfied and we should be wanting more and we should be working harder and we shouldn't settle for that satisfaction. Well, here's the thing about our Lord. The Lord is a Lord of agriculture. Throughout scripture, he talks about the growth of seeds planted and sowing and harvesting. He talks about the early rains and the late rains, that there is a season for everything under heaven, as it says in Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 3. But here's the thing, <laughs> is that the world wants us to believe that we can't just be content, that we have to be striving for more, that, that, that that's not what it looks like to be a successful business owner and entrepreneur. And I say, that's a lie. It's a lie from the pit of hell, because here's the thing is that when we know, as we talked about on last week's live stream, that our worth is found in Jesus and that he gives us the assignment of our business to bring impact to the kingdom. And he identifies what is the value that we bring to the marketplace, then we can be content in every circumstance because we're content in him regardless, excuse me, of what it looks like. So let's take a look at some scripture around this. And I'm real, real, real curious as you listen to this and, and listen to the, the actual audio episode, how this strikes you and does it fly in the face of what you've always heard in the business world that we shouldn't settle for less, right? Is Jesus less friend? Are we content? And that means we're unsatisfied and we should be working harder. Hmm. I want to challenge some of that thinking and it's going to be a little bit uncomfortable for all of us today because I have this challenge myself. Let's first look at, um, what this early and late rains means. So in a number of places in scripture, you hear these words that God provides the early and the late rains and that he provides those and we are to be patient and waiting for them. The early and late rains are specific to seasons in a world of agriculture. So the early rains happen at the time of sowing and planting. So in other words, spring, right? Like the early rains are happening in spring so that when we are, when the, the seeds are being sown, the ground is ready for them. The ground is nourishing them with that water. The latter rain is what matured the grain for harvest and broke up the, the ground so that the plant and the fruit and, and so on could be harvested. And the farmer waits through these seasons. They wait through the early rains and the late rains. They wait for the crops to slowly germinate and ripen so then they can be harvested. In Deuteronomy eleven fourteen, it says, then I will send rain on your land in its season, both autumn and spring rains, so that you may gather your grain, new wine, and olive oil. And we, we see this repeated throughout, right? That it doesn't have anything to do 
with how hard they're they're sewing or how how hard they're pulling out uh, the the plants in harvest. No, no, no. God sends the rain. This is what He does. In Jeremiah five twenty four, it says that as they're waiting on the rains, they do not say in their heart, "Let us now fear the Lord our God." who gives us rain in both the former and the latter in its season. The people who don't believe don't say that. They, Those who are unbelievers, those who would be speaking business in the world's way, aren't going like, well, hold on, let's wait on the Lord. No, 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 you need to be in constant action. You need to be constantly moving, just like we talked about earlier in the month with consistency is greater than constantly. And then let me take you to two more scriptures. In James 5, 7 and 8, it says, Be patient then, brothers and sisters, until the Lord's coming. See how the farmer waits for the land to yield its valuable crop, patiently waiting for the autumn and the spring rains. You too be patient and stand firm, for the Lord is coming near. We also know that in John 15, verses 1 and 2, Jesus tells us that his father is the vine dresser and he is the vine. And he talks about the pruning that has to happen, not just to prune away the dead branches, the things that are getting in our way, but also to prune those that are producing fruit so that they may produce more fruit. So what does this have to do about being content in every circumstance? Well, before I get to like the Mac Daddy scripture that talks about contentment from Paul in Philippians 4, 12 and 13. I'm going to go back to those definitions about content and thriving. If we believe that the assignment that the Lord has given us is meant for us, if we believe that he has specifically made our gifts, our talents, our skills, our zones of genius individually unique, and if we believe that we can trust him and we can follow him and, and, and we can have faith that he will show up, then we must believe that in the growth seasons or the seasons where we're under the ground like the seed preparing for that, for that thriving growth, that he is still there, that he is there in every season. And that when he's quiet and we don't hear him, it doesn't mean that he's not here with us. It means that perhaps he's teaching us to lean in closer. Perhaps it is a season of growth and it's really uncomfortable for you because God is waiting for you to surrender and lay down your plan and your agenda for his. I am not saying don't do the work. I am not saying sit back and say, all right, Holy Spirit, you got this. Because here's the thing, friends. I think it's Christine Kane I heard in a sermon say something like, while the Holy Spirit equips and qualifies us, he doesn't do the work for us. We still have to walk out that sanctification. We still have to walk out the assignment that he's given us. But can we believe that in the down seasons, quote unquote, in our business, that he wants us to lean closer, that there's something we're to learn, that he is out ahead of us preparing the next steps, that he has already aligned the people that are meant to work with you. But what he wants you to do in that season is to stay content, to have a peace of mind, to have an ease, even in those circumstances. And see, I believe where we get messed up is that we think that contentment needs, means happiness, that we think contentment need, means that we're settling 
for less, but that we can't rejoice in the middle of that season. And then what happens is we start looking left and right and wondering, why didn't, why did they buy her program and not mine? Why are they listening more to her podcast? It has more downloads than mine. Why are those clients going there and not to me? Friends, I had this situation the other day in my own business where I was like, why is she on that stage speaking and I'm not? Could it be that that's not where God wanted me to be at the time? Could it be that I don't know how long she's waited for that opportunity because I've been blinded to that by the enemy who wants to tell me that I need to be distracted and doubtful and mm, did God really say that he would keep this promise for you? And what happens when we start to do that, friends, is going to hurt, <laughs> is we start coveting. And coveting is a sin. The good news about that, the good news of recognizing that we are discontented because we're looking around and coveting, or we're discontented because we want it to be our way instead of God's way and our timing instead of his, and he's just not moving fast enough for us. The good news about that coveting is that because it is a sin, we can name it. We can repent from it. We can lay it at the foot of the cross and ask the Lord to search our hearts and move us forward. Friends, we can rejoice in those moments, whether we're content or not. We can rejoice. Why? Because joy is an emotion of great delight. Joy is Happiness caused by something exceptionally good and satisfying. And you know what that exceptionally good and satisfying is? It's Jesus. So we can be content in every season. We can be content whether we have a lot or a little. We can be content no matter what, as Paul said. Okay, friends, I'm back. <laughs> we can be content. Paul says in Philippians 4, 12 through 13, I have learned the secret of being content in any and every circumstance, whether well-fed or hungry, whether living in plenty or want. Why? What is the secret here? I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. It's not in our power. It's not in our might. It's not in our timing. It's in None of those things. But here's the deal. Are we willing to be content? And are we willing to embrace the definition of contentment even in the dark seasons? So to my friend who said, how do I, how, how can I be contented in a season of growth? You turn to Jesus. <laughs> you accept that the season of growth is there. We all have them. And that there are seasons for everything under the sun. And you lean in closer with an ease and a peace of mind, no matter what the circumstances are. That is how you are content in those hard times, in those seasons where it seems like nothing is moving. You are content in that season knowing that God is at work and that he will direct you in whatever way is most aligned to the plan that he already has for you. Whew. I have one more thing that I want to share with you. It's this incredible quote from um, The Secret of Contentment by Alastair Begg. I found this online. And this is what he said. 
Christian contentment is clearly independent of circumstance. We all know the adage that happiness depends on what happens, but joy is something that is independent of the chances and the changes in our world. Until we understand that, then we will be riding high on the coaster and down in the depths. (laughs) Our life will continue to have this up and down. It will not be in banishing this or discovering that we will discover contentment, but it will be realizing that whether I banish this or that, or discover this or that, or follow that person or that, that contentment is only found in a relationship with Jesus. And that is what establishes the basis for Christian contentment. This might've been a hard one for you today. I hope that it spoke to you. I pray that it brought you a new perspective on contentment. And uh, if you've been doing business as usual, the way the world's way, and you want to break free from that because you've had success, but you're still feeling empty and unfulfilled, I am the coach that can help. Let's chat about that. Until next time, I pray for and encourage you to tune out the world, tune into God's truth, and turn up focus as you walk out your mission in the marketplace and get down in the show notes, grab my four keys to redefine hustle because that tool will help you keep that front and center. I'll see you on our next episode. As an established solopreneur or business owner with a team of employees who's ready to refine or scale your business, you're probably swimming in opportunities, overflowing with ideas and excited about the possibilities. But you're overwhelmed thinking, how can I set a strategy when I'm trying to run a business and be productive? There are so many ideas and opportunities. How do I decide what's worth pursuing? I don't have time to waste on things that don't align to the vision and mission that God's given me. My client, Jen, felt this way as she sought to scale her business with a God-honoring strategy. Enter my focused and fruitful strategy day. Jen said of her experience, my strategy day with Aaron was just what I needed. She helped me look at my current services, dream about the future, and create a plan to grow and scale. Her giftedness as a visionary with an understanding of the day-to-day tactical tasks is a magical combination I've never seen before. And she approaches it all from a firm foundation of faith. My strategy day gives you a full day of private coaching with me and my strategic mapping zone of genius while being nourished with good food in a tranquil environment and celebrated for your progress at the end of the day all in the beauty of Chesapeake Beach, Maryland, or in your location. If you want to bring calm to the chaos, tame the tornado, and silence the squirrels in your business for a clear path forward, visit erinharrigan.com slash strategy day to learn more and schedule time with me. No squirrels were harmed in the making of this message or in the delivery of the strategy day. Thanks for tuning in to Redefining Hustle, Pursuing Success as a Christian Woman each week. I pray this show helps you to see that God made you ambitious, but he didn't make you to do business as usual. Remember to check the show notes for my free resources and other helpful links. If this episode spoke to you, take a screenshot, share it with a friend, or share it on social and tag me. I'm praying for you, friend, that you'll embrace redefining hustle, and in turn, your business will produce much fruit and impact his kingdom in greater ways than you could ever do in your own strength. Thank you for listening to this episode that is part of the Spark Media Network that can now be heard on the Edify app.